The legends are true. But overwhelming power! The sauce of destiny. Yes! The most legendary sauce has arrived as McDonald's transforms into the anime world of Wickdonald's. The greatest flavors unite in all new savory chili McDonald's sauce to make your 10-piece Nuggets, fries, and Sprite ultra-powerful. Unlock manga comics with every meal and sit down for a new anime short every week only at Wickdonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba, go! And participate in McDonald's for a limited time while supplies last. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Remember to use code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet, place your money line, prop, or parlay bets with the king of sportsbooks today. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotion, promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. Welcome to episode 318 of Force and John. I'm Gail Saunders here with Evan Hollywood Hearn and Mr. Hollis Thomas, aka Damn Skippy. And t- tonight, you know, we're doing the Eagles Titans preview, but we have a special guest. Uh, shout out to David Beauclair of Believe in Titans and Sports Illustrated. Uh, we're, we're going, we're going to the experts. We're going to, we're going to the experts to get, uh, you know, some answers. Um, but <laughs> just, we want to welcome you to the stream today, David. How are you today, man? Hey, I'm good, boys. How are you guys? Doing yeah. well, man. Doing well. Thank now, pre, pre-show, pre-show, you you gave us a little. Uh, Nugget of information that I, you know, you said that you were a Philly guy. Let's 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 hear yeah. how that started. Grew, grew up Bucks County, actually Doylestown specifically, and uh, you know, cried like a baby when the Eagles lost Super Bowl. What was it, fifteen? I guess to the Raiders, and uh, uh, I, I can remember being home from school sick and uh was watching tv what he a couple years later when the local news broke in with uh with the press conference that dick Vermeil was leaving and i was uh man I, I i'm a little bit bitter at him to this day about that i don't know that I've ever gotten <laughs> over it, but, uh, yeah i've uh i and and when uh, a couple years ago when the eagles did win the super bowl was you know one of the most enjoyable days of my life had uh, had a text chain going with a bunch of my buddies from back home and uh to be able to enjoy the game that way was was really something but did you shed tears like Vermeil this time around i, I did not no i okay. you know i've been been in the business a long time now i i you know i've uh i i've i've kind of lost touch with what it is to be a fan in, in a lot of cases but uh but that day that day was a good reminder that day was fun yeah of course yeah that's awesome, man. That, that's, that's really awesome. Um, you know, I'm I'm just sitting here, and I, I kind of just want to I, I want to jump right into it with the oh, whole okay. 
with the AJ Brown thing, man. The, I, I mean, the, the, the big the big story for the Eagles this offseason between the Eagles and Titans is obviously the AJ Brown story. Yeah. And so I I got to be honest with you. I was not expecting the success that the Titans have been having this year after losing a guy like an AJ Brown. Um, but here they are uh, sitting at seven and three, right? And seven and four, yeah, seven and four. Um, so, what what do you think in this offense is really um, is obviously Derrick Henry, but like what other factors of that offense are really helping? Yeah, I mean Derrick Henry's obviously the the key to the whole thing, right? And uh, yep. and even even when AJ was here, the you know Derrick Henry was still the central figure to this offense, but. Uh, um, you know, I think I think the big thing is Mike Vrabel and his staff deserve credit for being honest with themselves from year to year, even even week to week, with uh, with who they are, what they are, what they think they can do, what they what they don't think they can do. And I, you know, you just go back to the the Houston game four weeks ago, the first game that Ryan Tannehill missed with an injury. You know, Texans had the worst rushing defense in the league going into that. Titans are going to go with a rookie quarterback in Malik Willis, who is still very much a work in progress. And and what happened? The Titans just handed the ball off all game long. You know, Willis threw it ten times. They you know they <laughs> they they didn't they didn't go into it saying, well, you know, our scheme is such that we've got to throw here, we've got to do this. It, it's like no, whatever we have to do to win a game, that's what we're going to do. And and AJ Brown's absence has been noticeable. This team does not throw the ball nearly as well as it did the last couple years defenses play them very differently because there's no one among that wide receiver group who scares you the way an aj brown scares you so it's all about trying to stop derrick henry and the offensive line has uh, has done enough to to get derrick henry the yards he needs for this team to to win some games and and you know being in complete control of the division right now. I mean it's almost uh it's almost a foregone conclusion at this point that they're finishing first. Mm, mm. Ooh, nice. Uh what so what do you um what do you think went into them uh trading a, a guy like AJ Brown who's a who's a, a number one receiver who's done who's done everything that they they've asked 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 him to do. Uh what was it what what went into all that thinking that the Trey Burke kid was going to be the answer. Well, it, it, it was more, I mean, the Titans wanted to sign AJ to a long-term extension and they were, they were having talks about, you know, getting that done. And, and so finally at one point, general manager, John Robinson goes to, uh, you know, this is what people have told me, people on the inside, John Robinson goes to AJ Brown's people and says, you know, okay, what do you want? What, you know, what, what, what's it going to take to keep you here? And, and the answer was, well, we want, we, we want, $80 million, four years with, you know, $40 million guaranteed or whatever. And so John Robinson goes back to his people and everything and comes back and says, okay, I, I think we can get you close on the money and the guarantee we should have no problem with. So, you know, let, let's go ahead, get the finer points of this deal done. And that's when A.J. Brown's people came back and said, oh, did we say $80 million? We meant $100 million and we want $70 million guaranteed. And, and that's, when, uh, that's when John Robinson said, okay, we're really not negotiating here, right? That's what that thing is. And so he had, you know, he had a choice to make then. Do I... Uh, you know, do we play out the, the last year of AJ's contract, knowing how good he's going to be, knowing how important he is, or do we make a move for the future now? And they, uh, you know, he, he went back, he said, well, what do you guys want? Where do you want to go? I'll trade you. And, uh, and you know, AJ apparently said, well, you know, Jalen Hurts and I have always been friends. I think it might be fun to play with him. And 
So there you go. They bring Traylon Burks in, who is uh, who's a similar body, similar skill set. Uh, he's had sort of a slower start to his career than AJ did, but he's been uh, he's been building the last couple of weeks in in a trending in a positive direction. It, uh, you know, don't, I think don't, 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 wait a minute. Don't, don't tell me that touchdown that he recovered in the end zone is positive. Because we had a yeah. guy, we we just had we just had JJ Ortega Whiteside. That was his only touchdown here. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, he, he did recover. He did recover a fumble. That's his only touchdown to this point. But he but he's starting to he's starting to make plays down the field. Starting to make the contested catches. He's shown a little bit of the run after the catch. You know the the kinds of things that that AJ's so good at. He's a completely different personality. You know, like I mean, you guys have seen it. AJ's one of those guys. He 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 just brings excitement whether. He he tries or not. Traylon Burks is a very dialed down, very quiet sort of kid, and uh, you know won't won't bring that same sort of juice to an offense. But uh, but he certainly uh, certainly. I mean, it, it, he's in a terrible situation. Not you know, it was one thing because Titans were actually talking about Traylon Burks a month or so ahead of the draft. And the, the, the idea was, well, you have A.J. Brown on one side, Traylon Burks on the other, and, you know, that would be great, however long it took Traylon Burks to develop. But then when you trade A.J. Brown to get the pick, to draft Traylon Burks, and you're saying, yeah, he's the same kind of guy, we need him to be A.J. Brown. I mean, that is that is asking an yeah. awful lot for a franchise that in its time in Tennessee – it drafted a number of wide receivers in the first or second round, and none of them yep. lived up to expectations until AJ Brown. I mean, he was he was the guy fans in this town had been waiting for for two decades now. Mm, wow! Now, yep. as as I look at your defense, um, I, I sit here as we're talking about AJ Brown. I wonder what kind of damage our our passing attack can do against your guys' secondary. And eight That's different amazing. players on your team have interceptions so yeah. far this year. Uh, yeah. So can you just speak a little bit more to the secondary and how they've been covering the pass game? Well, the, the, the big thing is the front four is really, really good and, and really disruptive. And, and Hollis, I know you can you can certainly appreciate what that means to, uh, yep. to the rest of the defense. And, and what it means is they don't have to send extra blitzers. They can they can they can sit in coverage. They you know, they they. They have help at a number of different places. It's not just one safety over the top on one side and everybody else take your uh, take your chances. And uh, and they they do a they do a good job sort of mixing mixing their coverages that way. But but you know you're talking Jeffrey Simmons up front, who's the the closest thing in the league, I think, right now to to Aaron Donald. Donald. You've yep. got Nico Autry, who is yep. one of the one of the most versatile players on this defense. He's a guy yep. who can, can line Seven. up over the nose. He can he can be standing up on the outside and and leads the team in sacks. He's probably not going to play Sunday. He's he's nursing a knee injury and uh, uh, but but he's he's been he's been a real problem for offenses and those guys those guys have have forced quarterbacks to throw quickly throw you know off the spot sort of thing and and uh and the defensive backs have been in the right spot but the, you know having said that this defense has also given up a lot of big plays and, and yeah. when they've given up big plays it's it's been it's been factors it, it it's yeah. cost them because of the low scoring nature of the uh the games the titans play so there are there are opportunities to take advantage of this secondary if you give your quarterback time to throw well, also uh, talk talk about the it's it's been a bunch of players who's getting interceptions in the secondary, but is that because it's a lot of bit a lot of your secondary has been injured? Yeah, well, it, there's there's some of that. Yeah, I mean Christian Fulton is is their best cover cornerback. He's he's had a hamstring injury off and on. 
Um, you know, Roger McCreary, the rookie on the other side, has has played every game, but he's kind of moved inside and out. They they've had uh, Terrence Mitchell, a veteran, they brought in his. You know, he was he was a healthy scratch actually last Sunday, which was yeah. uh, which was something different. You they they've played they lately they've played a lot of three safeties with Kevin yeah. Byard and and Andrew Adams. You know, Andrew Adams, a guy who was in Philly in 2021 yeah. during the offseason mm-hmm. and preseason. Um, he, he, those are the two primary safeties. And then Amani Hooker, who is normally their strong safety, he's been going down and playing the slot cornerback more. Uh, but Hooker's been in and out of the lineup a little bit. Uh, there's, uh, yeah, they, they've, they've had a, they've had a number of different guys, but linebacker David Long, for example, made a, uh, made a great play against, I guess it was the Raiders maybe in week three to, to seal a win and yeah. uh, with, within, or no, it was the, it was Washington. It was against the commanders to, to seal the win there. Um, so the, it, it's not, it's not just the DBs that have been getting their hands. And, and a funny thing about this defense, Tier Tart, a 315 pound nose tackle <laughs> for the team lead and passes defense. defense because that's yeah. another thing these guys do. They do a really With good it. job getting their hands, hands up. up. Yep. You know, Mike Vrabel talks about mirroring the hand. Like you just, yep. wherever the quarterback's hand with the ball goes, you put your hand, you know, in that path. And uh, it's a long start. <laughs> yeah. They, they've, they've done a really good job with that this year. And just sorry, I I just want to oh, say no. one thing good, good, is, is that uh, Vrabel. I mean, I have to hand it to him, man. I think that Vrabel uh, has transitioned into an excellent head coach in the in this league. I, I really do respect what he does, and you know, I think he puts a good squad out there each year. Yeah, he he, uh, you know, he he's the son of a high school basketball coach, so he kind of understands the nature of of coaching and teaching. He saw it saw it up close uh, when when he was a kid, and and it was funny, you know, when. Because he he didn't have a long run up to becoming a head coach, right? I mean, he mm-hmm. was at Ohio State for three years, and then was at Houston for four years. Only one as a coordinator before he got this job. And uh, yeah, he was, and, with, he was and, with the Chiefs as well. What's that? He was with oh, the he Chiefs. Was player, as well. He was a player with the Chiefs. That's that's where he crossed paths with Nick Sirianni. Gotcha. He, was, he was still playing with the Chiefs, and uh, I thought he I thought he started as like a general assistant with as a chief, with the Chiefs I don't, as well. I don't think maybe, maybe maybe he did, but no, but, then, yeah, but the point being, it, it was it was a pretty it was a pretty quick rise for him, and uh, you know when he when he first got the job, he made the mistake that I think a lot of first time head coaches make, which was that he felt like. He was coaching everything and everybody. everybody. <laughs> you know, I, I imagine him telling the the folks in the cafeteria, you know, how to fry a steak, and uh, you know, he was he was telling the media that you, you know we were, you know, this is this is how you're going to behave when you're in the locker room. You're going to ask these questions. You're not going to ask these, you know, all this kind of thing. We're all looking at him like, you know, you're not my coach. Like, and, <laughs> but, but to his, his credit, you know, as as I said. You know he's very good at being honest with himself about what his team is. He he's also been very good at sort of self analysis and and through the first year and and two years on the job, I, I I think he really took stock regularly of what am I doing well, what am I not doing well, and and he he eventually figured it out, which is the most important thing is my players and making sure my players have a chance to succeed knowing that, you know, we care about them and that we're going to, you know, we're going to do everything we can to help them be successful individually and collectively. And, uh, and you, you can tell right now, I mean, his message gets through because the things he says on Wednesday 
are the same things the players are saying Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Sunday. You know, it's it's not mm-hmm. like it goes in one ear and out the other with them. He, uh, <laughs> you know, they they are they are on board with him right now. Uh, now speaking, I was going to say, speaking of his coaches now, everything has been all rosy. What's up with Todd Downing? Uh, you know, uh, it, Todd Downing, no, Todd no, Downing's no. having him a season. That he's, uh, <laughs> you know, he's gone from a hashtag fired Todd Downing to uh, to a headline with the uh, with the drunk driving arrest here a little more than a week ago. But uh, you know, the 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 thing, the, the team hasn't done anything with him because I think what's going to happen is the team's going to let the league handle it because it's not going to be just about disciplining. Todd Downing. It's going to be about disciplining the team. If you look at the timeline of how everything played out in the wake of that Green Bay game, from the time the team landed in Nashville to what the time it takes the buses to get back to the team facility, and then for somebody to get in the car and drive home to where Todd Downing was headed. I mean, it's not like he stopped at a bar somewhere and had four or five pops, right? Like, I mean, he was. I I know what you're talking about, but in the same right. How do you go from coaching your best game that you've ever coached your your offense coordinated coaching career, your your most brilliant game ever? Yeah. Uh, yeah. To going uh, what was it, hundred plus, eighty five to hundred plus? Yeah. It, it, I, I don't. I don't. It it, it yeah. I mean it, it's it's not it it's not a good look. It's not a good decision. But I think you know I think the team is is ultimately going to be disciplined for allowing alcohol in the team play. And, well, and what Downing's going to get. <laughs> yeah, well, you never you, you never saw it when you were on a team plane, right? <laughs> well, whatever do you mean? <laughs> <laughs> so, but uh, but you know Todd, you know Todd Downing has not been a fan favorite. This is his second year on the job, and his biggest you know his biggest crime is he's not. Arthur Smith, who, of course, after two years went to become the head coach of the Falcons. And, and Arthur Smith, you know, I've been I've been covering the NFL for almost 25 years now. Arthur Smith is the best I have ever seen. You know, every coach talks about, hey, we're not going to ask guys to do things they can't do. We're just going to we're just going to focus on what they can do, put them in positions to succeed. Most can't do that. Arthur Smith did that unfailingly. I mean, he was yeah. he, and, and, and the numbers they put up in the two years that he uh that he was the offensive coordinator speak for themselves. And so a Todd Downing is not Arthur Smith and B the offensive line has gotten a little worse every year. Derrick Henry's gotten a little older every year, plus missed half a year with an injury in Todd Downing's first year as offensive coordinator. You know, you go from one year where you have AJ Brown and Julio Jones as your wide receivers now to having Robert Woods and Nick Westbrook Aquina and, and eventually working Traylon Burks in there. I mean, like, like he he's not, He's not playing the same game that Arthur Smith was, but you know, people just people just look at the scores and they say this team hasn't scored more than twenty four points in a game this year. He must be terrible, and uh, and well, so you know he was getting a lot of heat for that, and then the uh, the DUI thing didn't help him at all. Well, I have watched some of his games, and uh, he's not doing himself any any justice with the with his play call. I'm, that's just my own personal assessment. Sometimes you wonder if when you have an offensive line. Who uh, needs confidence? You you run the ball. They, they run the ball a lot, but it's kind of the runs that you're choosing. It's like you you in order to put a defensive line on notice, you got to hit them in the mouth. You got to hit them in the mouth early enough. You have a bruising back that as a defensive lineman, I don't want to see him get going. And it's yeah. like but but that and I think that I think that's the the bit of the disconnect that I that I see between him and and Arthur. So it's like uh, he and it's just like I think he's playing too finesse though. Well, but, not, but not, you, don't want to see him get it together this week, though. 
Yeah, but, but, but you look at you look at this offensive line, right? They're on their fourth different starting right tackle in as many years. And they Eddie was a guard. Jack, they they went from Jack Conklin, who was an All Pro, mm-hmm. to Dennis Kelly, a guy a guy folks in Philly might remember, who's a who's a really good solid pro, yep. to David Quesenberry, who mm-hmm. was in the league for six years before he ever made his first start in the NFL, to now a rookie third-round pick, Nicholas Petit-Ferrer, who got the job only because last year's second-round pick, Dylan Radins, who was who was all but you know written in stone to have that job this season, was so bad throughout the preseason, they had to find somebody else, right? And then they go from Roger Saffold the last couple of years, a, a Pro Bowl left guard, to Aaron Brewer, who is 295 pounds and, and, you know, like he's, he's an athletic and he's a, he's a tough Texan kid. And, you know, Mike Vrabel made headlines in training camp. He referred to him as tougher than a $2 steak, but, but he is not, he is not Roger Saffold. Right. And then, then you've got left left tackle Taylor Lewan, who's a three-time pro bowler. He's out for the year with a, uh, with a, with a knee injury. And, and they've got Dennis Daly. Dennis Daly, who was a guard. yeah, I mean, he, you know, they, they got him from Carolina this, the, at the start of the regular season, so he doesn't, he didn't even have the benefit of, you know, so the offensive line is is not one that's going to go maul people the way the Eagles' offensive line will, for example. They're 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 just trying to get enough of a crease to get Derrick Henry to the second level, because when Derrick Henry gets to the second level, that becomes a problem, and then it, you know, so it's it's more like, look, we can only do so much, Derrick. You know, we you, you got to go, you got to go do the rest once we get you there. Now, from an outsider's perspective, you know, you know, talking about the Titans offense, you start looking around and it's always the head that you look at. And the head is Ryan Tannehill. Now, Ryan Tannehill, I think, you know, in past years, you know, people have had the target around him. And then in this recent season, he's he's been he's had a a solid season this year. What do you think uh, Tannehill has to do uh, this upcoming week? to perform well against this this Eagles defense. The the, the thing that uh, the thing that Tannehill needs to do is what what he's done well since he replaced Marcus Mariota in you know seven games into the 2019 season. What what he, the, his biggest strength for this offense has been that he he makes the right pre snap reads more often. You know, like w- when you've got the check with me, we you know it, it's either going to be a run or a pass, and and based on what I see, I'll, I'll make the call at the line, and and then we'll go. He he does a uh, he does a really nice job with that. He's he's more athletic than he gets credit for. You know, can run can run well. It times his times his runs well to move the chains and and that sort of thing. But uh, it, it, you know, and, and and he's a and he's a pretty accurate passer, but. Uh, the the key the key for Tannehill is to sort of live up to the moment. Um, you, you know, he had never been in a playoff game in his years in Miami. He's now been in five with the Titans. He's two and three as a starting quarterback in those games. In the two wins, he didn't throw it more than fifteen times. It was it was mm-hmm. Derrick Henry dominating. Anytime the Titans have needed him to throw more than 15 times in a playoff game, they've, they've ended up coming up short. So there's uh, and, and you look just, you know, you can go back to January in the playoff game against Cincinnati when this team was the number one seed in the AFC, he throws three interceptions in that one. He threw and he threw one on the first play of the game. He yep. threw one on his, his last throw of the game. And uh, uh, you know, it was, it was just kind of a disastrous performance all around where he, he didn't measure up. So he uh, you know, I don't know that this is it. it if 
if you buy that premise that that the moment can intimidate him a little bit, I don't know that this is that moment because you know Titans are going into into Philly at say, even at seven and four with nothing to lose, right? They they're right. three up in the win column in their division. The yeah. Eagles are the best team in football. Their their defense is you know their defense is tremendous. This is exactly the kind of game the Titans have won repeatedly the last couple yeah. of years. They, you know, they, they end up losing games. Like they lost one to Houston last year. Oh, they lost one to Jacksonville the year before, you know, they, yeah. in, in 20, what, 2020, they lost one to Cincinnati when Cincinnati was one in five. Like these are the, those are the games where the, the, the Titans tend to lay an egg. Tannehill seems to be really, really good when, when there's absolutely nothing to lose. And I, and I think that's, uh, that, that's, that's his name this one so he might he might be he, he might surprise some people on sunday that way so uh so looking forward um actually to the offseason beyond this game while we're on the topic of ryan Tannehill, because i'm looking here and i'm actually i i i knew ryan Tannehill's been in the league for a while i didn't realize he's going to be 35 next year yeah and, yeah. and, and he is going to uh it, it looks like there is an out uh, in his contract this off damn skippy that it always 18. is 18.8 million dollars uh in dead cap uh, with them drafting a guy like Malik Willis, uh, full disclosure, Malik Willis was my favorite quarterback coming out in this draft. I, I love. Yeah, him. right. Bandwagon jumper. Go ahead, Bob. <laughs> Go back and watch the the the, uh, the podcast then. But uh, so I, I love me some Malik Willis. Do you think that uh, it turns into the Malik Willis show next year? I, I absolutely do, and I, and I'll put it to you this way: Ryan Tannehill has the highest single salary cap number in the NFL this year. If you're the Titans, do you feel good about that? Like, I mean, do you, I mean, yeah, you've, you've won games with Ryan Tannehill as your quarterback, but are you, are you happy that he has the, uh, he has the biggest salary cap number? I, I, you know, especially when you just said you can't count on him above 19 passes a game. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) I, I don't, I don't think anybody can feel comfortable about that. And, and what we saw with Malik Willis, it, it was interesting in the, uh, in the preseason, there was a lot of talk. Okay, it's a competition between Malik Willis and Logan Woodside, who has been the backup quarterback here. Kind of a kind of a nondescript, you know. Sort of reminds me of Jim Sorgi, if you remember the guy who carried Peyton <laughs> Manning's clipboard yeah. forever. They finally you know, got in there, stunk up the joint. He, he's Continue that kind going. of guy. He's just good enough to be a backup, but but not good enough to play. But but the, you know there was there was a there a lot of discussion about the competition between Willis and. Woodside to be the number two. And what quickly became apparent, if you were paying attention, was that the only competition was between Logan or was between Malik Willis and what Titans coaches thought was good enough to be the number two quarterback. And the whole preseason was about getting him to that point and making right. sure that, okay, when we get into the season, we don't have to keep three quarterbacks on the active roster. We can keep we can keep Malik Willis here. We can get him some snaps and some funky personnel formations and things during the game. Maybe a start or two, which which has happened when Ryan Tannehill hurt his ankle. And uh, and I think the same thing is going to take place next offseason. And that's going to be that it's not going to be a question of Willis versus Tannehill. It's going to be is Malik Willis good enough or can we get him to the point that he's good enough to be a starting quarterback? Even if he's not as good as Tannehill, if we get him to the point that we think he's a good enough starting quarterback, 
that they're going to make the move. And, and I, and I think almost certainly that, uh, that yes, Ryan Tannehill will be a cap casualty. And, and I think Tannehill knows that, you know, Tannehill, Tannehill made headlines right after the draft when he said, well, I don't think it's my job to mentor him. And, 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 Mm -hmm. you know, he, he kind of caught some flack for that, but I think what he was, I think what he was really saying was like, look, they're going to give him the job. Soon enough, you know, like, I'm not. I'm not going to. I'm not here to help him out. You know, take it from me, kind but, of thing. But and, like but, looking but, at it but, like but, that, but, would you not want to sell yourself as a quality no. leader for the next team? You know what I mean? Instead yeah, of saying yeah. something like that. And, 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 and he, he's pretty. He's generally pretty good about that. That 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 was a quote that was kind of out of character for him. But I think yeah. it, you know, I think there was probably a little bit of genuine emotion involved there because sure, this has sure. been a good situation for him. And I think I think he understood exactly what it meant the moment that uh, that Malik Willis was drafted. Mm-hmm. Well, when you look when you look at the, the whole situation, when you come out and say something like that, that means you're not that means you're not concentrating on, on winning. I was like, because we we trying to put a winning team together, and anything that makes the team better should be part should be part of of what of what you're okay with. And if it, if it means mentoring this young kid or if they, it's like, so you're going to be a dick to a kid who just got in there, who's looking to be on the team and looking to make the team better. What if you go down? Yeah, he might take your job, but if you do what you need to do, when you're supposed to do it, you don't have to worry about uh, stuff like that. So I don't, when, when cats say stuff like that, I kind of don't want them on my motherfucking team. Excuse the language. But <laughs> when you say stuff like that, I was like, you, you're not about the team. I was like, because they, they'll bring, they'll continue at every other position. They'll bring guys in no matter what you think or what you say. And if you don't want them to bring somebody in at your position, do better. Do yep. better. Do, it's like as if you don't do better, somebody will be coming to take your job. Hey, that's what this way that, that's how life is that's how life now, is. When when Matt Hasselbeck was the quarterback here, he he uh he, he used to say that his theory was always, you know, you're not competing with the other guys in the locker room. You're no. competing with everybody in the world who plays the same position you do because those guys up in the front office, they are constantly looking at the waiver wire and they are constantly looking at practice squads and they are, and they are doing those sorts of things. And uh, uh, yeah. And there's a reason why they gave us Tuesday off. That's when they bring out all the, all the people in to work out. Yeah, that's right. If you're not not ever doing anything on a Tuesday, go, go over to uh, any NFL facility. I guarantee you there's at least, Five to seven guys working out to see if they're still in shape, to see if some if they can improve their roster some type of way. Yeah, and if there are three wide receivers and you're a wide receiver and you're sitting there looking at that, you're going, wait a minute. Don't answer your phone. Yeah. <laughs> you know, talking about being better, uh, a lot of people have uh, noticed that uh, Derrick Henry hasn't rushed over 100 yards in the last three games. Correct. Um, uh, you know, is this – do you, you see the, the Eagles' defensive line? Obviously, they have a, a strong front with Fletcher Cox, Hargraves, um, you know, Sue, Sue, Joseph, oh, and hopefully, hopefully Jordan Davis is back. So, back. so do you feel um, that it's going to be one of, you know, a tougher defensive lines for him to run through? I don't, you know, if they got Jordan Davis back, it's a it's another story uh, up front. Yeah, the the I think the big thing is center Ben Jones has missed the last two games with a uh, with a concussion and he'll be back in there this week and and that'll help but what uh, uh, you know what has happened is teams are are going more with this sort of 6-1 front where they uh, right. they just sort of overloaded the the immediate line of scrimmage and 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 are daring the titans to to sort out who is i mean the the idea is somebody's going to get penetration right and uh, right. 
and, and it and it makes perfect sense because if you go back to 2016 when Derrick Henry was coming out of Alabama and you read all the pre-draft reports on him, they say exactly the same thing that is true now, which is if you get to him within his first two or three steps, you can get him to the ground pretty easily. He's he's kind of a normal back that way. It's when he once he gets up to speed and, oh and, and gets to the second level and is dealing with linebackers and defensive backs and whatnot that he turns into a really, really big problem. So that's what that's what everybody's doing is they're they're putting six guys up there, they're slanting them through, they're uh, they're trying, you know, the idea is somebody's gonna be in the backfield, make him take a half a step or make him stop and look to cut right away. Way. And once that happens, you, you've got him. Now, that being said, Derrick Henry, historically, in November and particularly December, is much better, much more productive than he is in the early part of the year. He's, he's a guy who has always gotten better. In fact, in December and January games, he's for his career, he's averaged 102 yards. And, uh, and this is, you know, this is a guy who wasn't particularly productive, even in his first couple of years in the league. So he is, uh, uh, you know, he is, there, there is a sort of sense that, okay, we flipped the calendar. It's now December. This is, this is Derek Henry's time of the year. I think fans down here in Nashville are, are, really looking forward to that but uh but but there is some at the same time there is some legitimate concern when you look at the uh when you look at the number of carries he had in 2019 and 2020 in particular when you look at the nature of the injury he had last year which is a foot injury that that required him to have a plate and some screws inserted into the foot you know there there is there is the the sort of sense that okay He's somewhere in his decline now, which is which is going to happen to every running back. We know that, and mm-hmm. and and you you you've seen you haven't seen him run away from defenders the way that you've typically seen him. He he's had long runs. He's particularly he, he's turned some screen passes into long gains. There was the one Sunday, but but what happened even at the the end of the one on Sunday? He got caught from behind well, well, yep. in such a way that the guy even knocked the ball loose. Right, like that has never happened in the. Right. Uh, in, yeah. in his six years in the league, so I, I you know, there's, there, there is a, there is this fear at the same time that okay, this isn't the same Derrick Henry. This isn't a guy who's going to be better at the end of the season. He's he, he might actually be wearing down as this season goes. So I think this game Sunday is a really really interesting barometer that way, just to just to see how it is that. Uh, you know how how he does against this particular defense, and and if he does have one of his better days, then uh, then that's going to create a lot of excitement down here for what uh, what is to come the remainder of this month. Uh-huh. Well, we're not looking to create no excitement down there. <laughs> uh, we're looking to pay, make sure that y'all down in the dumps at least for one week. Yeah. Uh, the uh, the thing I, I do I do know about the steel plate is it takes a minute for you to um, I got I got the screw. I think was it the fifth was it the fifth metatarsal that he uh, he broke. I believe that's correct. Yes. Yeah, that, I had the same surgery that, but they they did a bone graft with mine, and it takes a minute for you to get truly back up to speed and, and get to running the way you know the way you know how because it, it's going to stay stiff because you have that hardware in there and it's going to be it's going to look it's going to feel like crap. It's it's, it's like you know. Yeah, but I mean, like, but, but I, mean, like, 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 I don't want to see him coming. He's still second in the league in rushing, right? He still has yeah. ten rushing touchdowns. It's not like you know, it's not like he's he's chopped meat out there, but uh, well, thank you. but I he, he just say. he just doesn't look like he's 
quite the same guy. He's not quite as dominant, not quite as fast as uh, you tell, as you he's tell one of the BBs that's waiting on that stiff arm that he's not quite as fast, he's not quite as strong. <laughs> he he still, has, still has that, practices it down near every day. They, they, the, the, the running backs coach even has a helmet on a stick that he, you know, he, he comes at him with all sorts of different angles. That and and Henry's constantly practicing on slapping that thing away. Now, David, I know you have to get out of here shortly, but before you get out of here, um, you know, I'd love to get a prediction uh, from you, from your expertise and your knowledge about the Titans. Uh, <laughs> these Titans, and I know you're a Philly guy. That's I, I all right. you, um, but I'd love to give you your, get your honest opinion on what you think is going to happen. I, I will say when the when the Titans came up there in 2000, I went out went out with some of my buddies the night before the game. I was I was on the road that year. And uh, and I predicted a 16 to 13 Titans win. The Titans actually won 15 to 13. So um, I was in that I, game. I was, Thanks a lot. I was kind of a hero. <laughs> I was kind of a hero among my boys. Al Del Greco kicked five field goals in the uh, in the freezing cold uh, in Veteran Stadium. There, I kicked. But, uh, I kicked Bruce Matthews' ass. <laughs> <laughs> Whipped him like cornbread batter. Of course, he was about 47 at that time. So, I don't know. Did, he put it, did he put his hand in the dirt? Yeah. I, pray, I pray on the week. If you let me, I will kick your ass. He was your pigeon? Was he your pigeon? Yeah, he, was my, he was my pigeon. Now, now, now Brad Hopkins, uh, him and Hugh had, uh, had words. Oh, is that right? Well, Hugh had words yeah. with everybody, though, didn't he? I mean, that was, that was just another day at the office there. But, yeah, it uh, was. But I'll, I'll say this. The the, the you know, if you're if you're a gambling man or woman, I would encourage you to bet the under because the one thing the Titans are going to do is they're going to drag you down into the mud with them and, and yep. make it make it a low scoring game. I, I mean, this offense is this even when this offense is going well, it's it's not going to move the ball in big chunks, right? It's just going to eat up time off the clock. So mm. so even even a really good a really efficient offensive performance that way is is going to is going to lead to a low scoring game almost certainly but uh but you look at you look at the teams that that have beaten the titans this year it's the cincinnati Bengals at seven and four it's the kansas city chiefs at eight and three it's the, <laughs> it's the new york giants who who are you know very much in the playoff hunt in that in that hellacious nfc east and it's uh um oh the the buffalo bills whipped them in week two right they you know in the meantime they have victories over las vegas over washington when washington wasn't playing well oh you know two over the colts uh they 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 beat denver so i the the titans seem to have found their level which is somewhere between the really good teams and somewhere between the bad teams i you know the the titans seem to be sort of one of the worst, one of the worst of the good teams, I would say, and uh, <laughs> and and I think uh, I, I think the Eagles will will have enough. I think they'll make more big plays, uh, and and particularly if if Philly's defense continues to force turnovers, I think there are I think there are some turnovers to be had against this Titans offense. So I, I'm I'm going to say something along the lines of 23, 13, maybe I'll, I'll say the Eagles win. 
Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Remember to use code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. Place your money line, prop, or parlay bets with the king of sportsbooks today. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotion, promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? Hero Bread serves up 0 to 1 grams of net carbs, 5 to 11 grams of protein, and high fiber in every delicious serving. Made with natural ingredients, Hero Bread supports gut health, promotes weight management, and helps maintain blood sugar. Hero also drops other limited edition ultra-low net carb goodies like rich, flaky croissants and buttery brioche slider rolls. Head to Hero.co to shop today. Wilson, you sent the game-winning email at the buzzer, avoiding a 4.55 meeting on everyone's calendar. How did you do it? I got a huge assist from Grammarly, an AI writing partner that helped me make my point. 96% of Grammarly users say that it helps them craft more impactful writing. Would you agree? Grammarly helped adjust my tone to navigate tough work conversations. And it works everywhere I write, so I can quickly communicate effectively. Your teammate used Grammarly to summarize an important document, making a three-pointer. How did he do it? It only took one click. When everyone uses Grammarly, everything just makes sense. You made an incredible slam dunk to end the game. The meeting was canceled, and your team will go home champions. Go to Grammarly.com podcast to download it for free. That's Grammarly.com podcast. Easier said, done. Okay. Oh, okay. Um, and, I mean, you, you bring up how the Titans are able to extend their drives and chunk their way up the field. And, I mean, we look at the, back at the one loss that the Eagles had this year, and that's exactly the formula that Washington used to beat us. They kept our offense off the field, and they just chunked their way up the field. I, I think they ended not up Chuck, like – Not Chuck, it's their way up field. It's their way. <laughs> I think, Chuck, I think Chuck, they had Chuck, 20 more Chuck minutes play. of possession. Yeah, no, but Chuck, no, Chuck means that they got a big play. It's not a chunk play. You, you don't know how big a chunk earth. I was talking about. Talking about little <laughs> tiny chunks. Awkward. Um, but uh, <laughs> no, but it was like uh, they they do uh, their their defense do does get off the field on third down. Uh, they, they I think they're in the top with uh, getting off the. They only give up, give up thirty percent of third downs, uh, and they, their offense. But their offense also they don't they they're not good on third down. They, I think they're like yeah. they're right at thirty six percent on uh, on third down. So, yeah, they're, they're they're really good in the red zone when they can get there. They're yeah. they've been really good, really efficient for the most part. But uh, but you know a lot of that goes to it, the teams that are effective with Derrick Henry. You force them into second, third, and long. Third and long in particular is a terrible terrible situation for this offense. And and that's that's what I you know that's where I think this game is was will maybe turn I, because the Eagles have 
a much better ability to convert third and long. When you, when you look at their options uh, in, in A.J. Brown and Devontae Smith and, and Quay Watkins and, uh, you know, Miles Sanders can do what he can do. I, I think I think they're I think they will have the opportunity to make more of those plays than than a lot of other teams in the uh in the NFL and, and certainly have against the Titans. And, and again, I mentioned Danico Autry is, is not going to play. And, and I mean, it's, oh it's God. a small sample size. He's only missed one game so far, but uh, what about but, Bud Dupree? Well, but you know, but you know, Bud's, Bud's a, Bud's a really good physical, tough player, but, but the more I see Bud, he's not, you know, he's not the guy who disrupts everything. He, he's, he, you know, he's the guy who sets the edge well and, and, you know, so that somebody else can can make a tackle in the run game. He's a guy who gets a lot of quarterback pressures, but not as many sacks. You know, he'll he'll be the guy who forces the quarterback up into Jeffrey Simmons or Danico Autry, you know, what have you. He he has not been in the time that he's been here. He's not been that that disruptive guy the way you know a, a T.J. Watt was on the other side of him in in, in his time in Pittsburgh, for example. Cool. Yeah, before you get out of here, uh, let let everyone know where they can find you. At. Um... I'm on I'm on Twitter at Beauclair Sports. Uh, it's going across the screen now or, uh, you know, my coverage this week and every week is at SI.com slash NFL slash Titans. And uh, I uh, I've had a blast. It's good to be with you guys. tonight. thanks. Yeah, for having yeah, me. Yeah, man, I, I, next we, time we was, the Titans, uh, hop back on, man. Yeah, yeah I was nice. I, I was nice to see you this time. <laughs> I, you know, I cheered for you back in the day. At some point, I'm sure. Hoss. You just Come told, on, you, you just told be me, nice to me. You just told me you picked against me. <laughs> I, well, I was right though. I mean, it's about it's about winning, right? I was I was the winner that day. Hey, Did you we, win some money? <laughs> no, not not back then. No. <laughs> hey man, we we always appreciate a Philly guy, so you're always yeah. welcome. Thanks. And uh, we'll we'll talk to you soon, man. Sounds Thanks, great. Thanks again, boys. Thanks, man. Take care. Good luck, man. That's, that's that was hilarious, man. He's a he's a Philly guy. Very informative. Uh, obviously, wanted to give uh, someone else's take on on the Titans. I think. Um, I mean, I mean, generally speaking, are you are you do you think that their Titans running game comes back against the Eagles defense? Well, well it's it's kind of funny that you mentioned that. Mentioned that. I was thinking the same thing. It was like we, you know, we. Um, he was mentioning this, Lance, and one of our one of our esteemed listeners said. Gannon's not going to slant. And see, and, and see that now, now you see what I'm talking about. We have we have some deficiencies uh, in the, like their secondary. I know for a fact that they've been running through a bunch of secondary secondary guys. That's why a lot of guys have uh, have picks is because they get in there and they put them in situations because he's slanting, he's disguising stuff. You don't know who he's going to bring. He's is that some people call it exotic. I call it I call it trap plays because you have to trick and trap. The offensive line because they always know what's going on uh defensively it's easy for them to block it's like if you ask any offensive lineman what's the easiest block for them is when you don't move when you don't slant when you're not looping anywhere because when that man leaves it's like it's like damn what where do i go next especially if you whip because if you whip you turn around and you're looking at him and not only have you let him in you let everybody else in but we continue to be Vanilla, not even vanilla, not even French vanilla, just plain vanilla. We vanilla bean. We don't, it's like you have to, you, at some point, you have to do something to put the other people on notice and let them know that our guys will not be where you think they are. That's why I call traps his own trap. I watched it. I love their defense coordinator. Their defense coordinator puts you on notice, let, lets you know that sometimes there'll be a linebacker, sometimes there'll be a safety coming. It's like you, 
It's like, but they he, he may rush four, he may rush five, but he puts you on notice and he, he switches up the coverage and does a lot of exotic things to keep the. That's why that that's why they're top ten uh, getting off the field on third down. They only give up thirty percent on third down. Mm. You know? Do you know what? When you're a good defense, you you aspire to give up thirty three percent on third down and get and get the and get three and outs to get your your offense back on the field. Dude, you know how you know how, how, good, how great that would be for our defense to do. It would be nice. The thing I was thinking about um, was really, you know, like these teams that have beaten the the, the uh, Titans, or uh, you know, bringing guys, the extra guys down the box. I'm thinking, I'm like, okay, Gan, you see what they've done to stop their running game, and and right. are you going to do what you do, Gannon, um, and you play the too high, or are you going to? <laughs> bring that extra guy in the box and then and man it up across the way. And I don't, trust, trust your guys, or you are you going to stay stick to what you do? I'd like to see him think outside the box and do what is best I, to stop. I have a quick question. For, yeah, I have a quick. If you were a defense coordinator mm-hmm. and you were playing against Ryan Tannehill, yep. Are you are you with Derrick Henry behind him? Are you going to have a two high safety? I mean, I, he's not really a threat to go over the top. That's, a, that, that's what I'm saying. So okay, yeah. so uh, let me let me explain. See when they, when they when somebody comes out and they're talking about RPOs and uh, you know pre snap read. Mm-hmm. When the car, when the quarterback comes up, he looks. If there's six in the box, and we outnumber you, that means two high safeties. That means you have two high safeties. We are running. Yeah, we exactly. Are, we are running. So what? Say, but but it, but but what what I I would rather tell you throw the ball is like bring a, bring a guy down and make him a robber that, that's and then, and then take him out late. That's literally what I was just about to ask you. What's your thoughts on bringing in a guy like N'Kobe Dean and kind of just having Marcus Epps play over the top and we can have another linebacker on the field to try and contain Derrick Henry? You're gonna have to you're gonna you have you're gonna have to do something. I was like, you're gonna have to slant, you're gonna have to gonna have to do, put some guys on the line, some guys to, to make make them make them go east and west. Because if he gets north and south, uh it's gonna be it's gonna be god awful for, for our, our linebackers. And I said there is going to be a, a damn highlight reel out there. I, I definitely think Jordan Davis is playing this Sunday. I, think. I hope so. Uh, and if he does, it's going to make all the difference in the world. He said, uh, you know, he's the morale is very high. He said he's, he's feeling great. He said it's really up to the coaches if he plays on Sunday. So, obviously, you know where his brain is at. I think um, – I, I really do think he's a – I think he's an X factor, man. Yeah, I think he's an X factor too. But I also think it's just like, just like what uh, – what Boclair said, if you slant, it, it like if we don't need to bring him back just yet, because I'm a little leery of the high ankle sprain. You know, if we don't have to bring him back yet, and we can slant and we can get through this game and push him, push him out just a little bit, just a little bit, because uh, you know, and give him just a little bit more time to rest on ankles to, to have him later in the season. I, I'm for that, but if if we're gonna line up strap to strap and they're gonna know where we are, it's gonna be a long damn day. Uh-huh. Is it? If you listen to what Boclair said. This is one of the games that they get up for, because that because we we're ten and one. It's like we're we're the, we're the hot bitch right now. Everybody's trying to fuck us. So it's like, <laughs> but I'm just saying, it's like we're ten and one. Every every. But if you look at it, we're the most we're the most disrespected ten and one team that I've ever seen in the NFL. They keep talking about all these other bitches. How they the best teams in the NFL. I know. Be, I know. The, the, the power that, rankings discussion is just hilarious because they they fight. They claw their way just to keep the Eagles out out of the, the top spot. They 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 hate that the Eagles uh, end up with number one. I, I I was having this conversation yesterday with someone, and um, I was just like, I, I almost kind of like the fact that the media does disrespect 
in a way yeah. that it keeps us keeps Grounded. us hungry. You know, yeah. I, like I obviously they don't care what the media says, but yeah, everyone like you know, everyone sees the disrespect. You know, they'll put they'll put it up on a bulletin board. Give us some bulletin board material. Like, you yeah. know, at the end of the day, I feel like this team is focused in the locker room. They're 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 they're, they're locked in and uh laser focus. So I feel like uh but it, it it is funny to see how we are portrayed. You wanna you wanna wanna hear some other it's some other I got a couple of other funny funny queries for you. One of them they dubbed us as the rudest fans in, in NFL, which is bullshit because I see a lot of the mother fans just rolling up, rolling up on me talking, I don't know who you play for, but I'm such a such fan. So what the fuck are you talking to me for? <laughs> Can I have a picture with you? No. You you're such remember you said you're such a fan. And then they get all indignant. But that, that's neither here nor there. We're number one at something. Now, uh, <laughs> I'm just saying that that's an awful thing to point at and be like, no, nah, yeah, you know, we're not, we're fine. We're fine. I don't take pictures with fans of other teams. I'm not a dick. <laughs> well, I'm not. Well, so I'm a dick, but they come up to me and say, I'm a fan of another team. But, yeah. uh, but I know who you are. Can I take a picture? Can I get your autograph? What kind of shit is that? It only happens, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah I, I know, but but but, but back to, back to, back to, back to, Are it. What if it's a little kid? If it's a little kid, he's gonna learn a lesson that day. Wow. So people no, aren't allowed no, to be no, fans no, of no. other teams. They, they <laughs> can be fans of other team, but you don't need to tell me that. You don't need to tell me that. So I'm gonna tell you. I'm gonna tell you what you get when you say, "I ain't your fan," but you know, but but I I take your autograph. Such and such wanted. Like, well, you have such and such. Come get it. You get you get what you uh you what you put out and uh, but anyways, everybody keeps talking about oh, OBJ. Nobody gives a damn about that shit. He's coming off a knee of a knee surgery. And, oh, he's visiting he's visiting Buffalo. He's visiting the Giants and he's visiting the Cowboys. And you see uh Mark Spears talking about oh I can't wait if you if y'all get him what you gonna do? But you gonna, he's coming off of knee surgery, major knee surgery. Chumps is like get the and hell out 30. of here. Yeah. Hey. It's like thank you. I was like, every that's the disrespect we're getting. They worried about more about this this clown who got pulled off, got pulled off, pulled off the watch collar, got pulled off the air, air, airport at the airport in Miami. You know he got pulled off the plane because he was caught up in his feelings. Yeah, and I ain't ruining no. I'm not ruining the kid's dream. If I was his dream, he wouldn't have came up and said he was a fan of another team. Well, you learned a valuable lesson, kid. Let me tell you something. Uh, let me tell you about. Uh, Philly sports trips right here. Uh, yeah. The ultimate sports uh, bus trip to MetLife Stadium is December 11th. Damn, uh, check in, I'm, check in, I'm on it. Checking, checking with them. If you would like to tailgate, uh, go to a game. Uh, the Birds Ultimate Chicago tailgate is December 6th, no, 18th. Um, that's the Bird Ultimate Chicago tailgate. Damn, uh, and if you like the, the Nets, to see their asses get kicked by the Sixers, <laughs> check out their February 11th. Trip February to uh, Brooklyn, uh, and then we have a spring training trip. Um, three nights, for, baby, for Phillies. Three night trip, March 10th, 2023. So 2023 already. We're already talking about that. That's that's probably right after the Eagles winning their Super Bowl February 12th in Arizona. So you might have to add another trip on there, Philly sports trips. <laughs> you know it. I was looking at I was looking at the schedule, man. I was looking at the schedule. Yeah. That Super Bowl is February twelfth. Yeah, I, I, I can't mm-hmm. believe that the uh, the Senior Bowl precedes it. Senior yeah. Bowl is February fourth. Oh, cool. Tank, you go to the Senior you, Bowl? Uh, I might go down there with you guys. I have some uh, I have some people in Alabama, uh, business business partners, and uh, just people in, in general in life. You know, 
Maybe I'll go see Bo Jackson. No. <laughs> you know Bo Jackson? Nah, I know Joe. Uh, no, Joe Morris. Joe Morris and Joe Washington. Okay. Both running backs, small running backs. You know. Joe Morris from the Giants. Yeah. You know me and Joe Green. Yes, I met me and Joe Green twice. You cried? Did you? Did he sign your autograph? I didn't ask for an autograph. What the hell am I asking? I just I told him it was a pleasure to meet him. It was one of my one of my childhood yeah, idols. That's why I asked. Said, that's why. He said thank you and he complimented complimented me on my on the way I played. Is there anybody that you would see out in public, sports or non-sports, that you would ask for their autograph? Hmm. Not really. SpongeBob, he would. <laughs> I would ask for SpongeBob. I'd just take a picture. I'd take a picture with him. <laughs> yeah, what I, so, what I, I, so I have it for always. When I when I went I'd take out a to picture L- to last longer. <laughs> when I went out to LA at our hotel, they had like the city for like we didn't know that another group was going to be out there, and then I was looking out my balcony, and then all of a sudden I see SpongeBob dancing on a balcony. I was like, "What the? It what wasn't is the this? real SpongeBob? It was the real SpongeBob. It was the real. It was the real SpongeBob." And I was like, "If I said, I said to myself, if Hollis was here, what would he do? What would Hollis do? <laughs> I don't know. I might take a picture. You may take a video. Yeah." Uh, well, let's, let's let's talk about what we like to speak things into existence over here. Okay. Obviously, we're we're thinking W's here all the way around here. Who's going to be our if this happens like we think it is? Who's going to be offer our offensive MVP? Again, comeback MVP. game. AJ Brown's got something to prove, man. Uh, oh. I, feel, I, I feel like he has. Uh, you know, he's the, the running game has kind of somewhat took over the past couple games. I feel like these wide receivers feel like they uh, haven't gotten their just due. I see AJ Brown playing against this old team and uh, wanting to show them what, what, what they're missing out on. Mm. I feel, I feel like, I feel like AJ Brown is going to show up against this old team, mainly because they're 31st versus the pass. They're third versus the run. Uh, the Tennessee Titans are, but mainly because they're 31st versus the pass, mainly because uh, due to the, uh, the, the running motions around in the secondary. Um, but they will give up a big play here and there. But I, I think I'm going to say either A.J. Brown. I'm going I'm to go with Jalen Hurts again, though. Mm. I think he's going to put everybody on notice. Uh, I'm, put everybody on notice. I'm going to go Jalen Hurts as well. I think uh, Jalen Hurts has been on fire as of late. I do think um, I think this, this defense, they haven't really seen um, – <laughs> You know, I think Jalen Hurts is a different kind of beast. I think a lot of his well, runs are very effective. It's it's not like a forced type yeah. of situation. When he gets these runs, uh, I I was listening to Jeffrey Simmons talk about um, you know the way that Jalen Hurts is his ability to find these open seams in the middle right. of the field. So I, I do think his his runs are effective. He knows when to take off and when to he knows when to hold them and knows when to mm-hmm. fold them. Um, <laughs> You know, but you know, also about uh, Beauclair was just mentioning that uh, they didn't, uh, other teams didn't really have success until their quarterbacks pulled it down and run and ran. Because a lot of times, you uh, some quarterbacks don't have the wherewithal to see if they 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 got coverage back there, and everybody's got their back turned. And, and when everybody gets their back turned, you turn around and bang, run it. Mm. Mm. Uh, we're going we're going to talk about uh, shout out to Sergeant Walker. Uh, we're going to go uh, defensive <laughs> MVP. Hmm. Who you think will be defensive MVP versus the Titans? Uh, you know who it, be, it better be one of the fucking linebackers. This is who it better be. Oh yeah, <laughs> it better be. If you, if it's not a linebacker, it's got to got to it's got to be a defensive lineman. Uh, hold on, let me see. I'm a, I'm gonna say I'm gonna say Hargrove. Hargrave. 
Oh, oh, oh. It's been a minute. It's been a minute since he showed, oh. since he showed up. I, I feel like uh, I feel like it's time for him to uh, to shine this game. He said, like every so every you you catch you like as a defensive lineman, you start to catch like when you're on the on the rise, and then you kind of plateau a little bit, but then you want to rise a little bit more. I think it's about time for him to show up a little bit more, like, mainly because he's not going to be as tired as he, as they normally were because of the rotation. So I think I think he's going to be the one to show up, but it, it needs to be a linebacker. I'm just that's, saying. That's, that's where I was leaning. I, I'm leaning towards our strongest linebacker that's been around all year. It's going to be T.J. Edwards. I mean, you just look at comparatively against the rest of the team. This guy's got uh, 31 more snap. Uh, I'm sorry, uh, combined tackles than the next guy on our defense. Uh, I think he's been all over the field. I think that he's going to be a crucial part of uh, stopping Derrick Henry. Mm. Uh, AJ from the uh, Rafter says, sweaty or Hargrave? Uh, Robert says uh, Jordan Davis. Rick chimes in with the TJ Edwards. Um, Mark said Hurts MVP. Okay, okay, okay. Um, I'm going to go. Hargrave was a good one. Um, I'm going to go with. I'm going to go with. mm, I was going to say a defensive back, but I think. I think uh, I'll give it. They're going to have less than 19 passes this game. That's the plan. Yeah, they they yeah. might get a pick. They might get a pick or two because if we if we put the if we put the heat on because um, the, the my pigeons on the deep on their offensive line, a couple of them have switched positions, uh-huh. and then if ben, if ben comes out there and he gets rocked, he's gonna be Batman. And he's gonna be sitting on the sideline. Look so at Rick, look at Rick with the uh, Reed Blankenship. <laughs> yo, if yo if Reed gets another interception and he's going to be legendary status for a short amount of time. You know how the media does in Philly. You know, <laughs> yeah, yeah. They'll, they'll have you the whole of fame of this season. Yeah. They'll have, they'll have re-blankenship NFTs. Like, it'll be a thing. Um, Blankenship Enterprises. <laughs> I'm going to, I'm going to go with Darius Slay. I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to go with a pick six. We, I think, I think we need one. I think, uh-huh. you know, that one bounced off his forehead. I was it. Yeah. To get that. If, if, if he, he would have just caught that outright, um, that could have been a pick six, yeah. Yeah, because if you look at the, the landscape of how things are going, of how the offense was flowing, or uh, flowing away from that. Interesting. Interesting. Yes. Okay. Um, yeah, man. I, I think uh, you know. Shout out to Prime. He's out here at work. Christmas dinner. Uh, yeah. Uh, dinner. I heard dinner. Hopefully, he's not coughing all over the turkey. At least, at least he gets his Christmas-related items in uh, in December. I get my Christmas bonus in freaking March fifteenth. What, what, what sense does that make? Christmas bonus Christmas. in March fifteenth. Yep, makes sense. Nope. How does that work? Fucking accounting. I don't know. What about you? Thank you. <laughs> Thank you getting a Christmas bonus? Nah, I just give it to myself. Okay. He's like, I, he's like, I just make it rain on myself. You know it. Uh, yeah, man. Uh, if you guys have any questions in the um chat, let us know. Uh, I, I saw some old ones, I saw, I saw, I saw some questions about um Malcolm Jenkins. Uh, Malcolm Jenkins today mm-hmm. put on his Twitter, he said that first and foremost, uh, the, the Saints own his rights. Yep. Uh, but if he said he's still not backing down from what he said, yeah. but he's he's basically saying it, it doesn't look like that's gonna happen. Yeah. yeah, but he stands why, on his athletic why we, ability. Why, why we fleece the Saints again? 
Why we please? Because that, that, that how many times have you heard that question? Have, have people asked about Malcolm? Oh my God! Everybody wants to wants to bring Malcolm back. You talking about me? Um, I mean, have I heard it? I've only heard it. I heard it when he first said it. That was pretty much it. That was, no, I've, it I've seen it bad. a bunch online. <clears throat> you know, no. You know. no, Anthony says, "Have you guys known a read or read that could not hit?" Jr. Reed. <laughs> he, he, he couldn't dodge a fence either. <laughs> oh, That's too me. soon, too soon, too soon. Yeah, it's a bit outside. Yeah, that was that was that was that was that was not right. Um, but you know, you know, uh, they said how much percentage of the world is covered by water, and the rest is covered by Ed Reed. <laughs> exactly. exactly. <laughs> yeah. Uh, let's see. Any any other any questions you see in the chat? No, nah, I don't see any questions. But I, I haven't been looking. I just look up when they pop up to the bottom of the screen. Uh, speaking of work, what are you doing, crew? Or too private? We're family, right? What do I do for work? Yeah, what do you do for work, Evan? I edit for a medical company. I make medical videos, pharmaceutical commercials, educational content, <laughs> all that fun stuff. And you produce live shows in real life, too. I do. I do. I've got a legitimate studio. And I also produce this. I produce this. Uh, I work in business legal affairs for Paramount, uh, Nickelodeon, MTV, entertainment, 20-something years. This is more fun. <laughs> for <just> sure. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just your friend in the neighborhood, Tank. <laughs> tank, tank is an overseer. Don't, don't, he, he, got, he got stuff going on, man. I got a little stuff going on, you know, here and there. I appear here and there. You know, watch this, my birds. This guy gets paid to just show up. <laughs> and then well, turn and then turn down little kids for autographs. You have the wrong. I don't jersey. turn down all, all little kids. If you if you're a kid if you're a kid, you're the smartest thing to do is come up and get your autograph. Keep your mouth closed if you're so, if you're the if you're the fan of another team. If you come up there bumping your gums and running your mouth at me, I'm gonna give you what you bring up to me. <laughs> it's a it's a valuable lesson. What you think you think you about you think somebody's above being told to go fuck yourself? Uh, Nobody you, above that. I mean, even they told Santa Santa Claus and Philly, Philly that too. So you know, <laughs> nobody's above the law. Uh, nobody's Heath, above being kicked in the teeth. Remember that. Now Heath Heath asked, "Did you did y'all see Shady put on the Eagles helmet to praise Hurts for being the best QB this year?" Yeah, I, I, saw, I saw some of that. Yeah, did it I was see? on uh, NFL Network. Shady's been riding hard for the Eagles right now, like mm-hmm. the whole season. He has not let anybody on his his Fox Sports show. He he's he gives it to them. Anytime he again. He, he yeah, heard that he the Eagles fans wanted Malcolm back, and he's like looking at our at our backfield, and he's like, I think I could squeeze myself in there. <laughs> he's trying to butter us up. <laughs> AJ says Tank has earned the right to get paid to be seen. Well, thank you, thank you, AJ. <laughs> See now, Anthony says, how surprised are you all on how quickly Hertz has progressed in one year? I was not surprised at all. I've been I've been pounding the pavement for him since he since he entered the NFL. I've shot down people like Evan and other and other people, John and other people, Andrews. <laughs> I've I've shot down a bunch of random citizens who were not uh, who were not who were not that that uh, that high on um, on Jalen, who he had to show and prove to them what he is and what he what he will become. And he certainly has. I mean, I, I am extremely extremely surprised at how much he has progressed. I was hoping. The goal was that he would progress this year and that we wouldn't have to spend either of those first round picks on a quarterback next season. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let me finish my point. 
And um, <laughs> so with a goal, that was the goal. Don't, don't have to spend a first round pick on e- on either, you know, on a quarterback. And uh, Jalen Hurts has gone above and beyond, man. I- I'm going to be real with you. The-, the the step that he has taken this year is um, is galactic. Uh, he-, he has extremely improved uh, both mentally with his arm. Um, he already had it with his legs, but he's a complete quarterback now, man. And uh, completely night and day from what I saw last year. And, uh, yeah, all the confidence in the world in him. Um, for following dissertation, all you had to say was that you were wrong. Uh, from, from following Hurts all his career, um, from his freshman year on, he he has progressed. If you're if anyone's watching closely, he has progressed every year that he's played. I think he's just taken his game to another level in terms of uh, you know just knowing that he's the guy here and being able to uh, you know just take it all in and, and become that guy. Like he, you know, obviously he's seen quarterbacks ahead of him play in front of this crowd and knowing what the city wants, he is giving you what you want to see from your quarterback. No nonsense. He, he's doing the job. He's doing the work. He's out here in the streets. Uh, he's kissing, uh, you know, out here, uh, shaking you, hands, kissing, shaking, he's out here shaking hands, kissing babies. Uh, he, he's, he's doing everything he needs to do to be that guy. And then in, in, the, in the locker room, when, you know, all the players get to see him and know him, you know, he's a dude that they respect. And at the end of the day, that's what, you know, this team needed, a quarterback that the whole team respects. A leader. A leader. Um, so, I, yeah, man, he's definitely progressed. So hats off to him. Absolutely. Uh, but I did see Slay. Shout out to Mark. He's bringing up – did you see this Hurts high school photo? Slay yeah. called him uh, ugly. Ugly, yeah. Let's see. Yeah. You, have you seen it? I haven't seen it. Yeah, I saw it. I saw it. I, I need to see it because it's – from a from a barber's perspective, yeah, it's, um, it's a pretty whack haircut. I I got I, I used to get seriously angry at the edge up that he had. Ooh, ooh. Um, I was just like wanted to edge it up so bad. Um, but yeah, <laughs> couple of follically challenged men talking about haircuts. I'm sorry, I said wow. bar I said barber's perspective. <laughs> I you know wow. It might really put Ev is really just like like just like shot putting us, isn't he? <laughs> wait, wait till I have wait, wait till I have. Uh... Your day is coming, there. Don't worry, <laughs> you'll be back. Don't worry. It's all okay, good we'll, though. We'll we'll give you an. You have to do an initiation to get into the club. <laughs> when, when you when you lose your hair and then you don't accept that you lose your hair, yeah, you it, going on? Then it's a bad scene. Yeah, you can't, yeah, you we can't, got the, the the sunroof. You can't, yeah. you can't be out here. You can't be out here just doing. You know the unlicensed the unlicensed sunroof. Like when you know <laughs> it's time to go. Well, you know, you know, we you, you truly know when you're trying to when it's time to go. If when the barber has to lay you down to do your edge up, to do your front of your edge up, when he has to lay you down in a barber chair, he's trying to get in the water because <laughs> that means he can no longer like go up on, on, get up on side of you and have you do like yeah, this. Yeah, yeah. If he has to lay you down to get, <laughs> I saw, I saw, I was in the I was in the barber shop getting a, a shave. I shave, I shave, I shave my head and stuff. One time, and they laid the dude down to do. I was like, I said, what are you, what are you doing? It's like I'm laying him down to give him an edge up. I was like, dude, and his edge up was like way back here. Hey. I was like, I was yeah, like, it's yeah. like take the pentagram. I think you better let it go. Yeah, like, yeah, give me, give me the five head. When you say give me the five head, like nah. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> a shout out to Ed, Ed, Edgar Joseph here. Shout out to the elite. Uh, you know, Avi here. He's got the whole family matching in Eagles. Oh yeah, attire. Right. 
He says, uh, will this be the first time all of NFC East time teams will be in the playoffs? Someone asked me this today. I think so. I think so, too. I think it's possible. I think it's yeah. definitely possible. I think, but I also look at that NFC West division. They got yeah. some strong, strong teams out there as well. Yeah, but um, they're not. They're not. They're still like, uh, well, like all of their all our records. We, we, I think we're the only division with everybody above five hundred. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, but they, they they have both the 49ers and Seattle. Is what I'm saying. I think. Yeah, but that, Seattle, I think is like six and six and six or six and five or something like that. Like six and four. Now, uh, Tim. Uh, Tim Perkins says, how can our special teams improve? Well, man, you got to put some speed demons on there. You had to go get the, get the guys uh, who know what it means to just be out there for one play and it, and it uh, kind of gets the game. The guys who know that the more you can do, that's how you get, that's how you get be, be active on Sunday. The more you can do. It's like when I, when I was first playing, I was fortunate enough to be playing with some older, older people. Uh, and they will, they would always be t- the 45 because it's 45 active. Well, you, it's 53, it was a 53-man roster, 45 active. You know how you become one of the 45 active? The more you can do. If you can uh-huh. play special teams, if you're on all special teams at, at the number one or the number two, or you play D in and D tackle, or you got to be a starter. Started, the, first, the first 22 are already taken care of, they're the starters. And then the other part was being on special teams and being, and being on, on, on all the sub packages. But special teams is the number one way that you know that you'll play. Uh-huh. Um, uh, shout out to Bob from Down Under. He says, I'm uh, he's he's late, um, but you are from Down Under, so obviously it's okay. He said, Have we talked about our linebackers have dropped off production scheme and or tape to blame? Yep, um, definitely scheme. It's a scheme, it's yeah. like because it, it's like when I was telling you guys about the rub double. If you if you and the way you get the rub double off, off of guys, you have to slant and stuff. The rub double is not coming off if you only have six guys in the box. The rub double is going. They're going to push that defensive lineman into the into the linebacker's lap. And they can't. They don't. There's nowhere definitive for them to go. That's like when you assign some people uh, an assignment to do. Your assignment just can't be. I got the B gap on run. It's like you're supposed to hit the B gap on run. That's like versus pass. Uh, versus pass. You have a, a certain a certain player. I was like, but we have yet our defensive scheme has yet to do that. Has yet to cut the run up so to make it better for our for our linebackers. I like if you if the next time you get a chance, look at the film and look how many, how many times you see TJ Edwards trying to put his hand on some, on one of the defense tackles back so he can get around him, or he sees the play too late as it's going by because they get pushed. And it, it's not the end of the world that our, our guys get movement. It's just that it happens too frequently, and it happens frequently because they're in front of them and they're not gonna you're not gonna win every double team battle. I was like, and then you may you may sit for a double team. And they're not, they're not double teaming you, so you pretty much just stuck on the line, and the other guy goes right up to the backer, and they got a pretty much a wall. So it, I think it's more of the scheme than anything, and, and his refusal to slant or do any run blitzes. Thank you, Lucy. Um, now, Anthony, like uh, he asked, do you guys like the black John? The black helmets was a beast. You know, I, it was almost like the, the the helmets were so they blended in so nicely that I didn't even. Kind of realized at the end of the game that it was a different helmet. What's up? That's kind of how, how I felt. That's kind of how I felt when they originally dropped the uh, the new uh, helmet design. Is that right. like the dark green, the midnight green is already yeah. so dark as is that the transition to the black isn't that noticeable. I almost feel like the yeah. black helmet. I like the look. I like the black on black everything look, but I yeah. just feel like it would have looked better if it was like a matte black. 
See, yeah, it's that's what that's the shiny. Yeah, but that's why I thought that's what that's why I thought they was gonna do the matte black. If they did the matte black, it'd have been sexy as a mug. Mm-hmm. But it's like it, somebody somebody else has said that it's such a transition. It's such such a dark green that as see like how, as it's getting in the light, mm-hmm. how it's turning a little bit darker. Yep. And that's and that's what uh, somebody tweeted that to me. It's uh, like all black and the green helmet is almost the same as all black with the black helmet. So yeah, yeah. So mm. yeah. It's almost like a light skinned black dude and a dark skinned black dude. Not not really, but continue. Why you, why you hating? <laughs> because I'm a I'm a I'm, I'm chocolate chocolate to be exact. <laughs> now before we get out of here, man, uh, we appreciate everyone sticking around. Uh, shout out to uh, Mr. Beauclair for hanging around and giving us yes. Titans perspective. Always like, like to that. ask some questions from the other side and get their 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 uh, input. Uh, but before we get out of here, uh, last, last word. Uh, good. You might, I go for a quick, a quick last word. Uh, just uh, hopefully, not hopefully, we're gonna come out here and we're gonna kick the, <laughs> kick, kick, kick the Titans around a little bit and uh, you know, have a good time and have us a victory Monday. Uh, we we need to, this is one of the games that we need our, our uh, we need uh, Jonathan Gannon to step up as a coordinator and get and give our guys and put our guys in a winning scheme. This is a team that if you stand in front of them, they will block you and then eventually they'll get some movement. They split the time of possession 30-30. So, you know, it's up to us what they do with the 30 that, they, that we give them or if they get 35 or 40 because we can't get off the field because we're bending but not breaking. But we still will win this game. My score my score for this game is 28 to 10. It birds. 28 to 10, huh? Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm going to... Uh... I'm going to take a page out of uh, out of David's book, and I, I do believe that this is going to be a low-scoring affair. I think that uh, the Titans are going to try and retain the possession as long as they can, um, but I see it shaken out to a 17-10 to 10 victory. Interesting. 17-10? Oh, yeah. And uh, just one, one other thing I want to add on to that. Um, it, if you look at the schedule, we got a whole string of away games coming up. Uh, yeah. Big part of uh, of Fourth of John the past three years, we've been linked up with the Goofy Gators doing uh, doing uh, toy drive for Christmas. We're not we, we, this Titans game is pretty much our last home game before Christmas. Um, so you know we, we want to help kids of of all fandoms, even if that might annoy Hollis. Um, <laughs> get make sure that they have hey, hey. a happy Christmas, and uh, you know but we're, we're trying to hook the kids up. Um, Take a look, the kids. Don't worry about. It. I, I go to the hospital. The children's <laughs> hospital, sucker. If you must know. <laughs> yeah. So if you if you uh, have the ability to donate anything uh, to Goofy Gators, uh, we, we um, there is a Venmo link that is provided that goes directly to Goofy Gators, and then you could also bring toys um, to the tailgate, and we will get them to them. And one hundred percent of the proceeds so. goes to all of these kids in need. Uh, shout out to Jesse Wines for the uh, tailgate as always, man. Uh, doing a great job uh, hooking us up with the flyer there. It's, don't get, don't get it, don't get lost now. Like, I, if you look at every, if you look at every damn post, we put a a, a map. Follow the map. <laughs> I, I, I use use Xfinity Live as a reference on the map. <laughs> designed it and I, I told i told jesse i said people are still going to get lost and they, they still, <laughs> I, I always get a i'm and i'm very sorry i always get a message a couple days later and say man i wish we went up the tailgate i got lost you know i really wanted to come hang out but this is we're going to be out there early in the morning you can come before eight if you're crazy 
but we're giving you some leeway. Uh, we'll, I'll be in line at around 5.30 just to get the spot. Damn. Um, so, you know, I know Tank will be at the, uh, you know, very – Not this week. Spot. Not this week? You know, this week. Okay. You just going to be at home? Uh, no, I, I may be at uh, Dolan's. I don't know. Okay. I don't, I don't know. I may be at Dolan's. I may come down to hang with you guys. I don't, I don't oh. know. Oh. I may slap, slap down and say what's up and slap high fives and stuff. Sign some autographs. Maybe get, maybe get a cheese steak <laughs> off the grill or something. Sign some autographs. So bring that's bring a, bring a, bring, a, bring a some pins, man. I ain't bring no damn pins. I take a picture. No, I said <laughs> I'm had, I'm, I'm gonna have a good time too. Damn it. Okay. <laughs> you don't threaten us with a good time, but yeah. yeah. Before we get out of it, last word. Thank you all for us. Uh, stay in tune. We will see you guys um, shortly. If you come tailgate. Uh, like Evan said, check out the toy uh, the the tour drive we're doing. Shout out to um, uh, America, America Kick with uh, you know Mark Karate Mark, uh, Die Hard Philly jumped on the Three Hundred Two Birds podcast. They jumped on recently. They're they're out they're out collecting toys in Delaware, um, a couple spots. So they're cool. they're they're you know gathering toys. Hey man, if you you want to be a Santa this week, be a Santa this week. You know. <laughs> um, but uh, as always uh, thanks for sticking around and we'll see you guys in the next one as always fly eagles fly